For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe Pitcher Free Throws because they're free. It's Super Bowl week. So what better week to start Mock Draft Monday? A wise man once said, if your team's eliminated, all you really care about is the offseason in the NFL draft. And quite frankly, as a Patriots fan, being eliminated pretty much since week five, no words have rang truer. All I've cared about really is who we are going to replace Mac Jones with come April. Now the, pa- the now the Chiefs. Sorry, I'm so you saying Patriots. Now the Chiefs Niners Super Bowl should be a pretty fantastic game. We'll give you that coverage throughout the week as we're heading to Vegas, baby. Tomorrow on Tuesday for the entire week for Radio Row. It's going to be very exciting, very fun. We'll give you some good stuff on social. If you don't follow us there, go follow us on social. You're missing out on some cool content if we do say so ourselves. Mock Draft Monday will bring different people in. The guys will be back next week. And then we'll rotate a lot of different people in, giving you different, you know, views in the mock drafts, different views in the NFL draft um, up until the draft happens itself. We'll use the PFF mock draft simulator. If you haven't used that before, you don't have PFF. This is not an ad for it. I just bought it. It's wicked fun. Do it all the time. It's a great way to pass the time if you are a mock draft junkie like myself. Now, we'll do a draft today. No trades except for one trade. We will send Justin Fields to New England Patriots, the 34th overall pick. That's the second pick in the second round. And we'll throw in, you know, a 2025 fifth round pick because why the hell not? But other than that, no trades. We'll do trades down the line and other mock draft Mondays, but no trades other than the Justin Fields going from the Chicago Bears to the New England Patriots for the 34th overall pick. That's it, though. That's all we're doing. All right. So if you're watching, you can see it on the screen. We will start this thing up. Bada boom. Okay, right there. A little mock draft Monday for you guys. Bears are obviously on the clock with the first overall pick. It's not theirs. It's the theirs pick. Great deal by the Chicago Bears last year, right? We're making that Justin Fields trade right now with the New England Patriots. The 34th overall pick and a fifth rounder in 2025. Deal is done. Great deal by the Chicago Bears last year. Getting DJ Moore, getting the Panthers future pick. Really strong move by Chicago. Didn't work out for the Panthers, of course. They took the wrong guy as it stands right now, picking Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud. We'll see how it all plays out in the future. There are new people coming in. Dave Canales coming in from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, worked wonders with Baker Mayfield. He had worked wonders with Geno Smith prior for the Water Falcons, so he's coming in. Hopefully he can resurrect Bryce Young's career, even though it's only one year in. It really doesn't need that much resurrecting, but it was a pretty disastrous year one in Carolina. Great deal for the Chicago Bears. A lot of people were saying they should do it again. It worked out for them so well last year. You get more for Caleb Williams, but not in this mock draft. You can't do it. No trades other than the Justin Fields deal because we're going to take Caleb Williams first overall for the Chicago Bears. Is Caleb Williams a weird dude? Kind of. He's a bit strange. I've seen it up close and personal working for USC. He's not necessarily the most normal dual, no, most normal dude on the block. All that being said, the players love him, and he is by far 
and there are some talented dudes in this draft class. He is by far the most talented dude in this draft class. One of the best college quarterbacks we've ever seen. He is an absolute wizard on the field. And from a financial standpoint, he restarts the Bears clock, right? You would have to pay Justin Fields pretty soon. And Justin Fields, while he's pretty talented, has only shown flashes. He hasn't really strung together six, seven games in a row. He's been absolutely dominant, proven to be the franchise guy, kind of what Jordan Love did this year for the Green Bay Packers. So in this scenario, they're moving on from Justin Fields. They're restarting their QB clock, and there's really no one better to start your QB clock with than Caleb Williams. He is a generational talent. You cannot pass up on him. I think the antics, the, oh, I don't want to play in Chicago, I think that will subside. I think they build a winner around him. They've already got a couple, They already have good pieces right going on. The Montez Sweat move was great. DJ Moore is the number one guy. They have a good running back room. They've made some good moves in the draft in the offensive line. They've made some good free agent signings on the defensive side of the football. And so made some, they've made some good draft picks, right? Eddie Jackson was a really strong draft pick, and he's proven to be a really good safety um, for them. You know, Jalen Johnson was a good pick. Stevenson from Miami at corner was a really good pick. So they, they've done some really good jobs uh, drafting in the defensive backfield. I think Caleb Williams is the franchise guy for Chicago. He can finally get them over the hump that Jay Cutler, uh, Jay Chicken Cutlet, sorry, I, I misspoke, and Justin Fields didn't. So Caleb Williams going first overall to the Chicago Bears. Second overall, uh, Drake May is the pick the the commanders need a boatload of things they need a new offensive line but they have a new head coach now they brought in cliff kingsbury who was working with caleb williams at usc so in a mock draft where there's trades there is a world where the commanders move up to go and get caleb williams he's from the area as well but in this scenario they take drake may he is the second best quarterback on the board no questions asked they go with drake may and they get their hopeful franchise signal caller last time they took a quarterback second overall Robert Griffin III, epic talent, unfortunately got hurt, didn't work out, but they made a really great move. One of the more underrated moves, they drafted Kirk Cousins in the same draft as insurance in the fourth round, and that actually panned out for them, although they let him walk to Minnesota. Terrible franchise. Hopefully, though, Dan Quinn can turn things around. Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to go third overall to the New England Patriots. Finally, I think my Patriots hit on a wide receiver. I mean, this guy is borderline can't miss, so uh, he's as good as it gets to the wide receiver position. Unbelievable at Ohio State, you know, a true world-class talent. So the Patriots finally get a playmaker that's not Nelson Aguilar, who honestly was pretty good in Baltimore this year. Um, and they go get MHJ. Hopefully, he could be as almost as good of his as his father. If, that, if that's the case, and the Patriots are in business, Fields, Marvin Harrison Jr., the Ohio State boys teaming up in Foxborough. Now, this would be a spot where the Cardinals could make a trade, right? But we're not doing trades here. They could trade with the Falcons. They could trade with the Vikings, the Raiders. Someone could move up and get Jaden Daniels. But again, no trades here. They took an offensive lineman last year, Paris Johnson Jr. I still think they could save to you know improve that offensive line. But they do need a playmaker for Kyler Murray. Quick coffee break. Malik Neighbors was incredible this year with Jaden Daniels at LSU. Roma Dunze is the second best receiver in this draft to me, and I think that's what the Arizona Cardinals see and will go with. They go with the wide receiver from Washington over here. Bit of a surprising move. Chargers are in a really interesting spot. Now, again, like, like the Cardinals, I think this would be a spot where they try to trade out. I like, I like Brock Bowers there for them at five. I don't necessarily know if the value is there. All that being said, they can't move, and I think that's their best pick. They have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams still on the roster. They have Josh Palmer on the roster, who's a good wide receiver three. And they spent, you know, a, a first round pick on Quentin Johnson last year. So do you want to really go back to back years with taking a wide receiver? Or do you want to see what Harbaugh and Herbert could do and maybe get the best out of this kid in his second year and his sophomore year? Maybe there was a bit of adjustment period coming out of TCU and you give him a shot, give him the benefit of the doubt. 
So let's go with the LA Chargers taking Brock Bowers, the best tight end, one of the best tight end prospects we've seen in a long time out of the University of Georgia. Okay, the New York Giants. I mean, what a disastrous year. We kind of knew there would be a regression, but the injury to Danny Dimes, the Waller thing didn't pan out. The offensive line was mediocre. Evan Neal hasn't been great. Uh, the defense has shown some really good bright spots. Dexter Lawrence is a stud. Kayvon Thibodeau is a beast. A Karaki, friend of the show. Uh, you'll see him on Radio Row with us this week, hopefully, uh, when he's down there in Vegas. He was a really good signing. And they have some good pieces in the defensive backfield. All that being said, the offense has just been so weak. They need to go get a playmaker. So Roma Junze goes fourth overall to the Arizona Cardinals. Malik Neighbors, wide receiver LSU, was going sixth overall to the New York Football Giants. Solid, not a solid pick. Great pick for the New York Football Giants. There may be no more Titan player in this draft than Joe Alt from the University of Notre Dame. I don't think actually that they call it that, it's just Notre Dame. So from Notre Dame, the offensive tackle, the best offensive lineman in college football this past year, the best offensive lineman in the draft, no questions asked. The Tennessee Titans, seventh overall, no trade, mock draft, are going to go Joe Alt. I don't think they'd trade the pick anyway. I think no matter what, they'd stand there and make that pick. He is such a Tennessee Titan. Um, he gives some beef to the offensive line. There's going to be a lot of changes over there in Tennessee. What will happen with DeAndre Hopkins, Derrick Henry? They have their franchise guy. You could put it in pencil with Will Levis. He showed some really nice flashes last year. And the best way to protect him and keep his career going is to get a great offensive line in place. They spent a pick last year on Pete Skaronsky out of Northwestern. He slotted in a guard. I think Joe Alt's a true tackle, and he'll be the left tackle for the Tennessee Titans for the future. Now, the Falcons are in a really interesting spot right here. I don't know if Jaden Daniels falls to them in the real world, but right now Jaden Daniels has fell to them and they need a quarterback and he's the bona fide by far and away third best quarterback still in that tier one of quarterbacks. There's a bit of a drop off and a lot of questions when you get to Penix, Bo Nix and JJ McCarthy, the Falcons sit here at eight. There's a lot of good defensive players on the board. You know, they could take Jerzon Newton defensive lineman from Illinois. They could take Dallas Turner edge. They could take from Alabama. They could take Jared verse, the edge from Florida state. They can even take Latu Latu, the edge from UCLA. who has got some medical questions, but when he's on the field is by far the most dominant edge in college football, the highest rated guy we're on PFF right now on PFF, but at eight, we're going to go with Jaden Daniels for the dirty birds of Atlanta bears back on the clock. Again, no trades. They've taken Caleb Williams, the receivers are off the board. So Neighbors is off the board. Obviously, Marvin Harrison Jr. is off the board. And Roma Dunze is off the board. If Roma Dunze was there, I imagine the Chicago Bears take him and pair him up with DJ Moore. That's not the case right now. There's really no bona fide cornerback one. Cooper DeGene could be the cornerback one. Could be Nate Wiggins. Could be Terion Arnold or Kool-Aid McKintree, both corners out of Alabama. It could be Quinion Mitchell. You could see him if you're watching here. PFF has him ranked 30th, but he was dominant at the senior bowl out of Toledo. Rule of thumb, when I see a guy from a pretty random school being talked about in the top 15 picks, he's probably going to be good, i.e. Khalil Mack out of Buffalo, Demarcus Ware from Troy, um, random ass schools, right? Once defenders get started talking about from random ass schools of being good, I'm like, all right, you got to take some stock. These guys, you know, if, if they're really being discussed and they played at, you know, Bumblefuck Toledo, he should be pretty solid. And no offense, they went to Toledo. Now, what do the Bears do? I think they get someone opposite uh, Montez Sweat, who was fantastic when they brought him over from the Commanders. I really like Dallas Turner, especially if he is, again, playing across from Montez Sweat. He's going to take a bulk of the attention. So the Bears take the first edge off the board, play it a bit safe. Latu is probably the better player, but again, a lot of questions with medical. Dallas Turner is a stud out of the University of Alabama. 
Roll Tide, baby. They go with Dallas Turner, ninth overall. The New York Jets. No one had a more disastrous season in the NFL than the New York Jets. The Giants stunk on ice. Patriots, pretty disastrous. The Panthers, you could maybe make the argument, but the New York Jets, Aaron Rodgers running out on 9-11 with the flag, only to tear his Achilles four plays into the season and everything go downhill from there. Zach Wilson, you know, the guy that they thought was going to be the franchise quarterback who they took second overall a couple years back, he came in to fill in, didn't work. He still sucked. So Jets picking 10th overall. They have a really good defense. There are some weird reports about Robert Sala coming out. I don't think things are going to change over there. There were obviously weird reports about Nathaniel Hackett. We knew that dude was kind of a freak, but the Jets are picking 10th overall right here. They're going to go offensive tackle. They took Beckton a couple years ago. They took Vera Tucker, and they spent, they've spent they spent multiple now high picks on the offensive line, but neither of those guys can stay healthy. They have to go back to the well. Um, Olu Fashanu has been the guy, the number two guy out of Penn State, um, offensive tackle behind Joe Alt for much of the season. But Talise Fuaga, offensive tackle of Oregon State, I think is really moving up, and I think he could jump Olu Fashanu. I think that's who the, the New York Jets take right here. Um, it could be tempting to you know keep the guy in the Northeast, but I think Fuaga was really strong at the Senior Bowl, and if he tests better at the Combine, which you know the Combine's – you know, uh, dog and pony show. So we'll really see. But I think Fuaga, you'll you'll see on tape, he's he's just as strong. And I think that's who the Jets go with. You know, Oregon State. Now we mentioned the Vikings. This was a you know a mock draft where they can move up and get a guy. They probably and they've been rumored to go from the 11th pick to the fourth overall pick with the Arizona Cardinals. Again, said it a million times. We're not doing trades in this mock draft. So the Vikings sit here at 11, sitting here at 11. I think defensive back is where they go. They could take an edge, though. And I think that if you want to move off to Neil Hunter, you want to get someone to pair with him, you want to get someone to you know, eventually replace him, I think that's a really strong place to start. Jared Verse is going to be really good. But I really, you know, I've, I've said it a multiple multitude of times now in the past couple of minutes. Leatu Latu, the edge out of UCLA, his production has just been absolutely ridiculous. And I think if he's healthy, he, he you know, would have been a top five guy in this draft class. So I, I think that he, you know, potentially could be the first defensive player taken in the, in come April. And I think that's who the Minnesota Vikings go with right here. Leatu Latu at 11. Broncos are in a bit of a precarious situation. Do they take a quarterback here? Like, you know, you, we've heard like rumors and all right, we're going to roll the dice with Gardner Minshew, which honestly Gardner Minshew pro bowler. I'm not saying he's a bona fide stud in the NFL, but like, he kind of wins. He kind of has some good numbers. And if he wasn't a sixth overall pick, like if he was a second overall, second round pick at least, like he'd be getting a lot more run and a lot more value. Like there's so much draft bias. Like, you know, it goes back to the whole Brock Purdy thing. Everyone's waiting for the shoe to fall for Brock Purdy because he's a seventh round pick. We'd be sucking his dick if this was Trey Lance. Everyone would be saying he's the next big. If Trey Lance was doing this with the 49ers, everyone would be saying that Trey Lance is the next big thing. But guess what? Trey Lance couldn't hang it. Brock Purdy beat him out. They traded Trey Lance. And Purdy's the guy in San Francisco. There's always such a bias based off where you're drafting. I think Gardner Minshew is a victim of that. I'm not saying obviously that you know they're going to take Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville, but Gardner Minshew has been a victim of that. But if you're the Broncos, you need a new quarterback. You're sitting here. You want to take Michael Penix Jr. at 12. He's got the talent, but he disappeared a little bit in that Michigan game, and he has some serious medical issues. You would hypothetically, because you don't have they don't have a second round pick here, they would trade back 
try to recoup some more draft capital, maybe move into that 20 range and then see who falls to them. A Bo Nix, Michael Penix Jr. and JJ McCarthy. Hopefully other people make decisions for them. Right now though, I don't think they're in that situation. I would imagine Sean Payton goes and tries to get a guy, a veteran guy. I don't think they're bringing Russell Wilson back. I think those rumors are Fugazi, Fugazi. They, let's say let's say they get Gardner Minshew, not Kirk Cousins in this move. So the Denver Broncos right here will take a defensive player they have certain they're not going to get another corner opposite him. I like, I like them going Jared verse the edge from Florida state. I think he's being overlooked a little bit and I think he's a really talented player. He's a guy that could have gone in the first round last year, but chose to stay and it worked out well for him. It's a rare move stay and still go in the first round. Uh, usually kind of backfires on guys. You never go as high as you're supposed to go um, when you when you go back, but it worked out for Jared Verse, and I think he's worthy of a top 15 pick. The Raiders. I think the Raiders are also similar to the Broncos in a situation where they don't want to reach for a quarterback, but they do need a starting quarterback. The real AOC, Aiden O'Connell, isn't necessarily the guy there, and I think we all know that. And Antonio Pierce, you know, he wants to succeed. Is he? I think his leash is going to be a little short as the head coach. He's not a proven guy. Um He's the, he had the interim tag. I think, you know, the Raiders not going with Rich, Rich Bisacci a couple years ago when they should have as their interim head coach and instead going with Josh McDaniels. I think, you know, that burned them in the past. And so they maybe wanted to give an interim head coach a shot, i.e. Antonio Pierce. So hence him getting the nod. They need a quarterback. But again, they don't necessarily want to reach. And I could see them going, you know, getting some help in the defensive backfield. Now, who is the number one corner in this in this draft class? Is it Cooper DeGene out of Iowa? Is it Nate Wiggins out of Clemson? Is it either of the Alabama boys and Terry and Arnold and Kool-Aid McKinstry? I think I'm buying the hype. And it's Rake Straw. Shout out to him from Missouri. Not going with him either. I'm going with Quinian Mitchell. Again, no tape included. This is not this is not even from watching their tape, hearing the rumors. If I see a dude from a weird ass school and people are talking about him being a top 15, top 15 pick, put my money on it. Means are dope. Weird rule of thumb, but it's worked out in the past. I think he's the first corner taken. I think it's an absolute Raiders franchise move to go and take a risk on this guy. And I think it pays off. I think he's the number one corner in this draft class when there's really no clear cut number one corner. They take Quinion Mitchell, Toledo, Raiders, 13th overall. This is where Fashanu goes. The Saints, San Pat, stay pretty, and they get a great offensive tackle to come into the building. A young guy, I think he's going to be a beast in the NFL. Olu Fashanu goes 14th overall to the Nola Saints. Really strong pick for them right there. Colts, Anthony Richardson coming back. Hopefully he's healthy. There's a lot of things you can do. You lose Michael Pittman. Let's say they do in the offseason. I think they're in a position where they have to go um, and grab a wide receiver. And then the fourth wide receiver in this draft class is Brian Thomas Jr. I think he was overshadowed a bit by Malik Neighbors. But if you watch his tape, he was absolutely fantastic, along with Jaden Daniels, my, my Malik Neighbors, uh, sorry, at LSU this season in a really you know potent offense. So that's who the Colts go with. 15th overall, Brian Thomas Jr. The Water Falcons, new head coach. Geno Smith still the guy. I don't think they go and get a guy here. I think they try to continue to build the defense over in Seattle. This, again, could be with, with Verse gone, with Latu gone, with Dallas Turner gone, the three top edges. This could be a place where Seattle, hypothetically, in, in a world where there were trades, wants to move back. They stay here at 16, though. They take Braylon Trice, who was such a beast. He tormented my Texas Longhorns in the Sugar Bowl out of the edge spot. I think he's a fantastic player, and they keep him in the Pacific Northwest. Things get interesting in Jacksonville. I think one of the biggest names we saw at the Senior Bowl down in Mobile, Alabama, Bumblefook USA, but apparently it's a pretty fun time. 
Jaguars got to get some help for Trevor Lawrence, and it's not necessarily in the wide receiver position. I think they take Jackson Powers Johnson, the center out of Oregon, hiking the damn ball to Trevor Lawrence. Try to get that thing going, you know, where you a little Jeff Saturday, Peyton Manning vibes, where that's just your guy for life, right? So I think they go get Jackson Powers Johnson, 17th overall pick, the clear cut top interior offensive lineman in this draft. Bengals, I mean, we've been saying it since Joe Burrow got into the league. He's he has suffered now two season-ending injuries, which I, I think a lot of people love him as a player and love his vibe and love his talent. He's gotten to a Super Bowl. Um, so he's proven that you know he can, you know, he can get his team there and obviously put together the greatest college football season we've ever seen. All that being said, it's starting to give Andrew Luck vibes, and I don't love it. And they need to go get this guy help. JC Latham out of the University of Alabama, roll tide offensive tackle is who they take the Benjis at the 18th spot. Again, Rams are sitting here at 19, can't make a trade. I think. I, if I'm them, I'm going. To, I'm I'm getting youth into the offensive line. They hit a lot last year across the board. They had a number of of really strong picks on the defensive side, outside of Puka Nakua on the offensive side. Again, and, and we all know this, and uh, an absolute home run um, to get opposite Cooper Cup. And once Cooper Cup leaves, he's going to be a bona fide number one wide receiver in the National Football League. An absolute steal for the Los Angeles Rams. They're sitting there at 19. Marius Mims is a guy that we're seeing. I saw mocks where he's at seven to the Titans, the first offensive tackle taken. I've seen Moxley's fallen out. He has some injury issues, so I think McVay box at that. I think he goes Jordan Morgan, Pac-12 guy out of the University of Arizona, offensive tackle. I think that's where they go at 19. I think Mims still is a first-round talent, but I don't necessarily know if he is the guy there at 19 for the Los Angeles Rams. Mike Tomlin made the playoffs. I I mean, look, things are getting interesting for me in Pittsburgh. Like, okay, how many times can you make the playoffs and get bounced in the first round? We just continue to pat you in the back. Is Mike Tomlin one of the best coaches we've ever seen? Yes, absolutely. But, you know, things are getting a bit wishy-washy. We said earlier, though, it's a world – or maybe we didn't mention, maybe we mentioned in another show, there is a world where Kirk Cousins is the quarterback in Pittsburgh. So be forewarned, that's a possibility. I still think they go defensive side of the football. I think they go and get... I, Cooper DeGene's a really... He could be a Steelers guy, he's versatile, but I really think Nate Wiggins is probably the second best corner, maybe the first best corner in this uh, draft class. So I'm going to go Nate Wiggins right here to the Pittsburgh Steelers 20th overall. The Finns... I would love it if there was a world in which they traded. Like, let's say Brock Bowers started to fall. They trade up and get Brock Bowers. They have Jalen Waddell, Tyree Kill, and Brock Bowers on that offense with Tua Tagovailoa and Mike McDaniel. All that being said, I still think they need to get some youth into the offensive line. They don't necessarily need to go and get an offensive tackle. There are a lot of good offensive tackles, though, available. Tyler Guyton out of the OU. He's been flying off, board, up, flying up boards after his uh, great performance in Mobile, Alabama. He had a really good season in Oklahoma. Again, Amarius Mims is available at Georgia. Uh, Troy Fountainew, guy, offensive. He's an offensive lineman, pretty versatile. He played tackle at Washington, but he can move all along the offensive line, at least in the interior with both guard spots. I think he's a really good pick here at 21 for the Miami Dolphins. Troy Fountainew out of Washington. 22nd overall, the Eagles, they're going defensive backfield. No questions asked. I think this is the spot for Cooper DeGene. Um, you could go Terry and Arnold. You could go Kool-Aid McKinstry. But I think Cooper DeGene is a little bit more versatile. And I like him here for the Philadelphia Eagles, who desperately need some help in the defensive backfield. All right. Newton would be a really fun pick, the defensive lineman from Illinois. But I think the Texans keep it in Texas. My guy, Byron Murphy, is flying up boards. We are hearing rumors that he can go in the top 15. I don't necessarily know if that's the case, but once he, hopefully he tests well at the combine 
and show some insane measurables at least and, and show really great speed and so that helps you know teams uh, okay he's producing on the field he's dominant in college it's not just a product of him being next to defandre sweat he has that athleticism he's got he's got that explosiveness right that we could have on the interior defensive lineman maybe a little bit of a baby aaron donald i don't know size is a bit similar so i think the houston texans go on the interior of the defensive line take byron murphy the second from the university of texas greatest university in the world not biased um cowboys here they have some depth that they bring, you know, if they have Gilmore back, they have Gilmore, they have Bland, and they have Diggs, the cornerback position. So I don't necessarily think they need to go there. I think they can go and get some youth on the offensive line. Jerry Jones always, always homers on the offensive line. I like I like Tyler Guyton here. I think, you know, Tyrone Smith's time is done in Dallas. Tyler Smith will move over, hopefully even the left tackle of the future. But I like them going and getting some offensive line depth for Dak and the boys. Um, this could be an interesting spot. Like, hey, if the Bills try to move Stephon Diggs, Dallas could come calling. I don't know if they give the you know their their 24th overall pick but that could be a second round pick so they could take a wide receiver here but there is a world where they go and trade for a guy and get a veteran guy in there and i like tyler guyton out of the university of oklahoma ou suck my nuts um packers this is where amarius mims goes right here they need to get an offensive tackle unfortunately david bakhtiari that ship has sailed in green bay and they need to get jordan love an offensive tackle left tackle blindside blocker for the future so out of georgia amarius mims goes 25th overall to the green bay packers bucks on the clock 26 overall really strong season i'm not surprised baker is the guy of the future there um i think they continue to build that defensive backfield and tarion arnold and kool-aid mckinchy are maybe dropping a bit too much but i think this is a great spot for tarion arnold the, the buccaneers don't let him pass up todd bowles and gets a true cornerback one tarion arnold who do they take who do they got i forgot already Ah, Roma Dunes, they went fourth overall to the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals now continue to bolster their defense. They get Jerzon Newton, defensive lineman from Illinois, right here in this spot. Buffalo Bills up next. All right, let's keep the trend going, the Buffalo Bills. Stephon Diggs is probably gone. It's just at this point, like, it, it's not working. The rumors are weird. It's a, it's a bizarre situation. So, like, let's say, you know, it would be really cool. If they traded Diggs to the like the Lions for a second round this year and a, and a fourth round next year, obviously they lose a bit of the shine on what they got uh, where they traded for him originally with the Vikings, but it's still a really good bang for your buck. He still is a top 10 receiver, I think, in the National Football League. So operating under the assumption that Diggs is gone, I think that's a fair assumption. Again, we're not doing trades in this draft, but we're, again, moving on that he is leaving Buffalo. Ladd McConkey, Josh Allen, I don't know. Could be kind of fun. Wide receiver from Georgia. I think Keon Coleman is going to emerge as the wide receiver five. I love our boy, A.D. Mitchell. I like Lab McConkey a lot. I think Keon Coleman, though, I think people are going to see the tape. I think when they see him test, he is just a ridiculous talent. His catch radius is absurd. Not that A.D. Mitchell's isn't out of the University of Texas, our boy. But I love Keon Coleman. I, I think his tape is absolutely fantastic. And I think people kind of, again, with Jordan Travis being out, the, how the nation softened. I mean, they felt bad for Florida State, but how everyone really softened on watching them and their performance again. He sat out against Georgia. Uh, it, it really kind of, you know, came out pretty soft at the end of the season. But if you watch his tape at the throughout the entire year, he was absolutely fantastic for FSU. So Buffalo Bills, without further ado, are going with Keon Coleman. Wide receiver. Florida State. I think the Lions are going to go cornerback here, the 29th pick. They definitely need some defensive backfield help. So you go Kool-Aid McKinstry, who was the top dog for a while, has kind of dropped a bit um, in mock drafts um, from Alabama. Ennis Rakestraw from Missouri. You could go Kamari Lassiter um, from Georgia. 
I really love TJ Tampa from Iowa State. I think he fits that mentality. I think Detroit goes him. I think they balk at Rakestraw. They balk at Lasseter. And they balk at McKinstry. Uh, they balk at the SEC boys. I think they go with TJ Tampa here from Iowa State. It's kind of a crazy move, but we see crazy moves like that all the time uh, in the NFL draft. Again, he was an absolute dog for the Cyclones. Uh, complete beast. So I think that's who they go with. 29th pick. If I get that right and you're watching this video, you owe me five bucks for MLS. It's, the, it's our handle. Um, hmm. The Ravens, 30th overall, kind of a disappointing year. Their defense is really fantastic. Um, they could lose some guys on, on the defensive line, so I think that's a, a place they're going to look. I like Chris Braswell a lot there. I think he's, again, a guy that's going to move up draft boards um, pretty soon, and I, I think he's a guy that could definitely sneak into the first round. He's for sure going to be a top 40 pick. He's an edge out of the University of Alabama, and I really like him over here. Uh, Dallas Turner obviously got a lot of the shine this year for the for the Crimson Tide, but I think Chris Bracewell is a really fantastic player, and I think uh, again, like in, in Baltimore, um, he can really do some wonder. It's going to be interesting over there. They lost again. It's the, it's the price of winning. You you know, you want to cash in when you can, right? Like we saw it last year with Philadelphia, they lost both their coordinators. Uh, McDonald going over to the, the Water Falcons to be their head coach. They lose their defensive coordinator. So they're kind of getting a bit gutted. It's the price of being successful over there in Baltimore and your coaching staff. That's why you really want to cash in uh, and, and get your Super Bowl. Um, but the Ravens, 30th overall, they go with Chris Braswell, really good edge guy to bring in across from Oway, you know, and if they bring Clowney back to rotate in with him. Cool. All right. Last two picks. We don't know how it's going to form right now. The, the PFF has it. Chiefs picking 31st. It's Mahomes, I guess. He can never count him out. Chiefs picking 31st. The Niners picking 30 skin. The Chiefs, I like Rasheed Rice. They definitely need some help. McConkie will be fun. Devontae Walker out of the UNC will be fun. They're going to go with the proven guy. Oh, true winner. Two-time national champion. Let our boys help lead our boys to the Sugar Bowl. Adonai Mitchell, A.D. Mitchell, University of Texas wide receiver, is going to be a Kansas City Chief. You can book it next season. And the Niners, I think the Niners, Trent Williams gets a lot of love as being one of the best, if not the best left tackle this generation. But I definitely think they need some assistance on the offensive line. I think Graham Barton is a really versatile guy out of Duke uh, who could play all across the offensive line. I think that's who the San Francisco 49ers get in this position. And that's our draft. That's our first mock draft to recap. Caleb Williams goes to the Bears first overall. Drake made it the commander second. Third, the Patriots take Marvin Harrison Jr. Fourth, the Cardinals take Roma Dunze, wide receiver, Washington. Brock Bowers goes fifth to the Los Angeles Chargers. Malik Neighbors, wide receiver, LSU, goes to the New York Football Giants sixth. Joe Alt out of Notre Dame. Tackle goes to the Tennessee Titans. Falcons stand pats. Stand pretty because no one, again, can move in this mock draft. They take Jaden Daniels, Heisman winner, quarterback, LSU. Edge, Dallas Turner goes to the Bears. Tackle, Talese Fuaga from Oregon State goes to the Jets. Another tackle. Um, hopefully this, again, is a season where they can bring in a guy that's a true bona fide starter. Debrickashaw Ferguson style. Love saying that name. Shout out Freeport. 11, the Vikings take UCLA edge. Layatu Latu, the top-rated defensive player in all of PFF last season. Back-to-back -back edges with Jared Verse out of Florida State going to the Denver Broncos. First cornerback off the board, Quinion Mitchell. That's right. He's flying up from Toledo. He's going to the Vegas Raiders. The Saints take Olu Fashanu, the offensive tackle from Penn State. Brian Thomas Jr. from LSU, wide receiver, goes to the Colts at 15. Braylon Trice out of Washington, the edge, stays in the Pacific Northwest, going to the Water Falcons at 16. Jackson Powers Johnson, center, Oregon, to the Jacksonville Jaguars at 17. Uh, C JC, CJ, JC. You get how I can mix that up. J.C. Latham to the Benjis, 
18th overall tackle Jordan Morgan, tackle Arizona, Los Angeles Rams. Uh, the, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers take a corner in Nate Wiggins out of Clemson. Really strong pick for them. Um, the 20th overall, 21st, Troy Fountainew from a Washington offensive lineman. He, he's listed as a tackle, but he could definitely play either guard spot um, for the Miami Dolphins. Really good pick again for them. Cooper DeGene going to fun guy, you know, white corner. Rarity, love to see it. <laughs> uh, for Philadelphia, he's going 22nd overall. Byron Murphy staying in Texas, baby. Hook'em horns. Uh, he's going 23rd to the Houston Texans. Uh, OU player goes right after the University of Texas player. Shout out Texas, getting guy off the board first. Tyler Guyton, though, really fantastic offensive tackle from the Dow from Oklahoma, going to the Dallas Cowboys, 24th. Green Bay Packers replaced David Bakhtiar with Marius Mims, who can go a lot higher, but depending on miracle, depending on me, uh, medicals, but he goes 25th overall. Terrian Arnold, the first corner from Alabama, goes 26th overall to the Bucks, and kind of a steal, depending on you know how you slot him. He could be the first cornerback taken easily. Jerzon Newton was fantastic at Illinois. He can go a lot higher, but here he goes 27th with a Houston Texans pick. The Arizona Cardinals take him there. Uh, the, we're going to operate again with Diggs leaving Buffalo, so they get his replacement, Keon Coleman of Florida State. Lines, a 29-goal cornerback with TJ Tampa at Iowa State. Chris Brazewell from Alabama, the edge, going to the Baltimore Ravens at 30. Our boy, another Longhorn, two in the first round. A.D. Mitchell, wide receiver from the University of Texas, goes to Kansas City Chiefs at 31. And closing it out, presuming that they win the Super Bowl, the San Francisco 49ers take Graham Barton, offensive lineman from Duke. Really fun stuff. Mock draft Mondays. With the charity stripe. We'll see you guys next Monday. We'll bring Toss and Nick back. We'll bring other people along the way until we get to the NFL draft. But fans out there, drag both feet inbounds. It's football, baby. And hit your free throws, of course, because that's just the slogan. We out you. We love you. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.